name is Teresa Hildebrand, and this is Organized Chaos. We take a deep dive into living with intentionality, focusing on what's important in our lives so we can truly feel our best. It may feel chaotic at times, but with a little organization, the right mindset, and a ton of self-love, we can still thrive. Join me as we talk to other busy moms and experts who will share tips and strategies to help you reach your goals. Hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos. Now, on to the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Organized Chaos. So today we're going to be talking about business. I know there are listeners out there who are moms and maybe want to start a business or already have a business or a quote unquote side hustle. So I want to dedicate this episode to you because I have Stephanie Blake with us today. Steph is a business strategist and scaling expert who helps women start their service-based businesses and scale them to reach six plus figures while keeping them in the CEO seat and working less than 20 hours per week. Did I get your attention yet? Prior to diving into the world of online business more than five years ago as a virtual assistant, she worked in the corporate world at a digital marketing agency for 10 plus years with some of the world's largest franchise brands to up-level their marketing efforts. Over the past five years, she's helped hundreds of women start and scale their own business to reach their unique freedom goals. She's also a tech nerd, system strategist, wife, mom, and Chipotle addict. So without further ado, here is Steph Blake. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Steph. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So um, people heard your bio a little bit, but if you can go into a little bit more of your story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So it's a long story. So I'll try to give you the condensed version. (laughs) So I have been in the online space for about five years now, but prior to that, I worked in corporate. So I was in the corporate world for 10 years. I initially got my degree in graphic design. So that's what I started doing right out of college. I actually designed instruction manuals for an engineering company for about three and a half years. And it was as boring as you can imagine it would be. So I knew that I wanted something else. So I live close to Chicago. So I decided to move to the city um, when I was in my early 20s. And I started working at a marketing agent, digital marketing agency. So I started there as a graphic designer, ended up working my way up through the ranks to a director of the company in about four years. And I was on track to become vice president of the company. But then something inside of me was like, you don't want this corporate life. Like, you know that this isn't for you. So one day on my lunch break, I was targeted with a Facebook ad talking about how you can use your skills from your corporate job in your own business. So of course I was hooked because like, who doesn't want that, right? Right. So I um, signed up for this masterclass, signed up for the course that they were selling after and started my virtual assistant business shortly after that. Well, prior to that, I dabbled in a couple of other things like an Etsy shop and all of that. But uh, very shortly after was when I started my virtual assistant business, turned that into an agency a couple of years later. And then after I had my son, I left my full-time job. So I was doing the VA business on the side, left my son, went full-time in my business. And then about a year after that was when I stepped into the coaching and consulting space. So that's what I've been doing for about two years now. 
ish, one and a half, mm-hmm. two years. I've been a coaching consultant, but I've been in the online space for more than five years. Wow. I love that. There's always something that's tugging at you. Um, when like something just doesn't feel right. And you kind of just, maybe this happened to you, like something like clicks where you're just like, there's gotta be something more. Right. Yeah. Um, so what do you think that was for you? Yeah. So I actually know exactly what that is. So I'm glad that you brought that (laughs) up because when I was at this digital marketing agency, we were working with franchise brands. So we were working with the franchisors and then the individual franchisees, which are the individual owners of the different businesses. And I was helping all of these people grow their own businesses through different marketing avenues. And I was like, wait a second, why am I helping all of these other people grow their businesses? Why can't I do this for myself? And then I think that was the moment where it kind of clicked for me. Like, why can't I do this for myself if I'm helping all these other people? Obviously there's more to a business than just marketing, but I think that's, that's kind of the moment where it hit me. Wow. And, you know, I mean, it can be scary for some people to do that. Right. Because I think that sometimes we can get really comfortable Um, in the place we're in, right? If you have a corporate job and, you know, maybe even pays well, and then you get that, that little, maybe a taste of something, or you get that idea of maybe I can do something for myself, but it can be scary for some people. What, I mean, did you have some thoughts like that? Did you have some maybe limiting beliefs? Where where do I start? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So So I will say in the beginning, so I was at my corporate job while I was doing my business on the side. So I had a lot of, not necessarily in the beginning, but I would say about a year in, I had a lot of fear around like the money side of it, like leaving this corporate job, leaving this really stable income. So I think for me, that's why I stayed in that corporate job for such a long time. I probably could have quit sooner if I wanted to, but like I said, something clicked after I found out that I was pregnant. I was like, I know that I need to get out of this job. Like there's no way I'm going to stay at a job that I don't really love while putting my child in daycare and not seeing him the majority of the day. Like that, it just didn't make sense for me personally. Other people, it does totally fine. But for me personally, like I said, I just knew that I was, that I was meant for more. Right. But of course there were so many fears around it. And the day that I put in my notice, I was actually on my maternity leave when I did it. Mm -hmm. I told them that I wasn't coming back from my maternity leave. And I cried for about two days because I was just so terrified of what that meant. Because now I was responsible for actually paying for half of my family's expenses with my own business. I didn't have that paycheck anymore. Yeah. Wow. And I, I can relate to your story. I mean, there's, there's all these fears that, and emotions that come with making a big decision like that, because it's, it's not an easy decision. Um, but you know, on the other side, it's like, wow. Right. right. So right. Many I could not even there. imagine working in a corporate job today. Like there's, there's no way, no, no way that I couldn't do it. Absolutely yeah. Not. Yeah. I'm so glad it worked out for you. Um, thank you. So how do you help your clients use systems to scale their business? I was kind of looking at, you know, some of the things that you do. So how, how can you do that for clients? Yeah. So I work with my clients in a variety of ways. I, I call myself like a scaling strategist, but we do it in a holistic way with marketing efforts, of course, and then the systems as well. So on the system side, there's a couple of things that we always want to focus on. And number one is delegating and automating 
as much as humanly possible. So you don't have to be the only one doing things in your business. Yes. So <laughs> I like to automate first so that we can have the robots do the majority of the work. And then we're also saving money. Um, and then literally delegating as much as possible to anybody who's not you so that you don't have to be doing everything. Yeah. And I think that can apply with not just business, just your life in general, right? Yes. Delegation. Yeah. You don't have to do everything on your own. And I mean, that's what this is all about. I'm trying to organize the chaos, but doing it in a way where it's not just you. So you can take away that overwhelm that we mm-hmm. can sometimes feel when we do that. Yes. Anything um, that you can do, you can create a process for, for somebody else to do. Now, the only caveat to that is like things within your brain, like coaching and stuff, you obviously can't put your brain like fully. Right. Right. But like, for example, things that we delegate in our house are like cleaning laundry, Mm -hmm. like just things like, I don't, I don't need to be doing those things. I can do them. I know how to do them, but that doesn't mean that I need to be doing them. Right. Yeah. So yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. And I'd love to go back to that, but I do have a question. Um, because, you know, creating these systems for yourself to really make life easier. Right. Um, so when you're, you know, going back to kind of creating like organization around your business and your life. So how do you organize your life and business so that you actually work less than 20 hours a week? Cause I, I, I see here that you work 20, less than 20 hours a week. So tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I work right now at the time of recording this anywhere between like 10 and 15 ish hours a week. Um, and I do that by, like you said, first, I'm really, I'm a tech nerd. I like to call myself that. So I'm really good at automating things in my business specifically. So like I said before, like anything that a robot could do that I don't have to do, it's going to be automated. Um, and then after that, I focus on delegating as much as possible, but in terms of like a specific tool that I use, well, I use I guess really two main tools. Um, in my business, we use ClickUp, which is one that I am so obsessed with. Like my entire business and portions of my life are in this project management tool. And all of my team members are also in here too. So we can really easily just when we're working on a project, for example, I can outline like the big picture of the project. And then I have my assistant go in there and she can um, delegate due dates to everybody. So it literally lives in one place. So all I have to focus on is a high level overview of what's happening. So I don't need to be doing everything. I don't have to have my hands in every single project. Now I used to do that and it wasn't great because I call myself a recovering control freak. Um, So (laughs) that's one big thing that we should also just briefly touch on is it's not easy to give up control. And I I know that, but if you do truly want to scale your business, you're going to have to learn how to do that. And also if you just want to work less and enjoy your life more, you're going to have to give up control too in your life and business. Mm -hmm. I love that. So um, I did want to go back to the delegation because I felt this way um, when I, um, had left my job and, you know, was working on my business from home, I thought, well, I can't afford someone to come and, you know, clean the house or do the laundry, or I can't afford a virtual assistant. So what would you say to the person who feels that way right now? Yeah. I have people tell me this a lot. So I have spoken about this at nauseum. So I'm more than happy to talk about it, but 
the best thing that you can do is start small. So when we're talking about hiring a virtual assistant, for example, you don't have to hire somebody for 40 hours a week. You can hire somebody for five hours a month. But like, think about those five hours. What are you going to be able to do in those five hours to bring more money into your business? Now, a couple of things that these people can do, because this is the next question that I usually get is like, what do I even give to this person? Well, it's totally unique to each business, right? Like my business is completely different from yours, from the person next door. So it's really important that you get really clear on the things happening in your business and only focusing on the things that you need to be doing. And then, like I said before, delegating the rest. So if if we have somebody coming in for five hours a month, maybe we give them like email to focus on. Like maybe they're handling our inbox because that's one area where we know that we get really sucked into and we can stay in there for like three hours a day when we don't need to be doing that, right? Like we can focus on networking or serving our clients or a million other things that can generate revenue for your business. Yeah, I, I I love that. And it it gives you the ability to really like work on your craft and work mm-hmm. on the things that only you can do right? so that you can like, scale your business. And, right. you know, it, it is a tough sell sometimes, but I think that it's so worth it. And like you said, I, I think it's perfect that, you know, you start small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can get just, for example, maybe you find... Uh, this is just a very rough example. Maybe you have a neighbor who's a stay-at-home mom and she wants some extra cash and she'll, she wants like $15 an hour. Like that's more than she would make working at a, like a, a normal job. She wouldn't have to pay for daycare because she can do it at her house. So that costs you what's 15 times five. I'm not great at math. Seven, seven, five, <laughs> seven, a hundred, something like that. <laughs> something along those lines. So if you can set aside a hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. to get five hours off your plate, it People seem to think that it's like this massive amount of money that you have to spend, but it's not, it's, it's not at all. We can make it really realistic for you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And it's definitely going to pay off. I mean, it could pay off tenfold, um, eventually. So, um, you know, I, I think you mentioned one thing that you use, you said click up, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what are some other, um, tools that you use some of your favorites for your business? Yeah. So love ClickUp. Um, Google Calendar also. I'm obsessed with that. We also use that in our personal life too. So I have my husband on a shared calendar and whenever he wants to do something, I'm like, well, is there anything on the calendar? Like <laughs> look at the calendar yeah. because that's where our life lives. Um, also, I really love Dubsado. If you're in a client facing business, um, it's a customer relationship management tool. It keeps everything in one place for you. And another, well, I have so many, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to keep it really concise, but for calendar booking, I love Acuity. That's a really good tool so that you don't have to go back and forth over email. You can just book a call with somebody. Another one is Calendly, but I, I like Acuity more, just going to be a little bit biased there. <laughs> and then um, the final one is Airtable. It's like Google Sheets on steroids oh. and it, it's it's amazing. And I can probably come up with 10 other ones that I love, but not going to. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is great. I love this. I'm definitely going to look at these um, and check them out. So I, I do have a question regarding kind of like this 
idea that there's a work-life balance that you can have. Um, especially I, I know that I really struggled when I left my full-time job and really just the transition from going from a corporate job to being at home and not having to report to someone because I was my own boss and then just trying to separate home life and work life, like having like a set schedule. And so there was a difficult transition for me. What was that like for you? So for me, it was actually the opposite because I, I love working and I could sit in front of my computer for 16 hours a day and not move. And I, I did that very often. Um, so I would say for me specifically, it wasn't necessarily the transition of being my own boss. It was doing the right things because like I said, I was, I was working a lot. So I was really busy, but I wasn't necessarily productive. Yeah. So that's a big mistake that I see people make, especially in the beginning stages, because there's so, there's so much out there. It's so easy to just be um, overwhelmed with all of the different shiny objects that are coming at you in your inbox and your social media feeds and thinking that you have to start a Pinterest strategy. And then you have to have a free Facebook group and all of these (laughs) different strategies all the time. But in reality, that's not the case. Like it's really just about serving your clients, marketing your business. And that's, that's pretty much it. (laughs) And that was one of the big things that I did is I just got sucked into all of the shiny objects in the very beginning. And, um, after I had my son was, I would say that's also when I left my full-time job. So that in and of itself was just really hard because I had a newborn and then I had this new business technically because I was full-time in this business. So for me, it was all about at that season of life, I've noticed that it's changed the older that he gets, but in that season, I was just focused on working when he was napping. So it was like, while I didn't nap while he napped, like they say you're supposed to do like nap when the baby naps, that didn't happen. Yeah. I was working while he was napping. And then as your kids get older, they don't nap as long and they want your attention. So now he's about two and a half. Mm. So we are in the midst of the terrible two. So that is why I can only work about 10 or 15 hours a week because we don't have childcare right now. So I am the only one doing it. So I was like, okay, well, my priority is my family first and foremost. So I need to figure out ways that I can, like I said before, like systematize everything in my business so that I don't have to be the only one doing it. Like my job is to show up for interviews like this or serve my clients, things like that. Um, so in terms of the transition, it's, I don't even know if that answered the question, but I would say it's different for different seasons for me. So like in the beginning with no kids, it was easy because I was just working constantly. Now that I have a two and a half year old, it's much more difficult Mm -hmm. because I have to, I still work when he naps, but now I'm waking up earlier to do other things and I can't really work when he's awake. So yeah, I don't know if that really answers the question, but it it does. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a great point about, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Right. And also depending on the season that you're in. And I think that, I don't know if you see this as um, being true, that, you know, after, you know, 2020, um, you know, people more and more are starting to have jobs at home or create businesses. 
at home. So um, I think there's like a big influx of people doing that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be different for everybody um, depending on the season of life that they're in. And I know that with kids, it's, it's a whole other ball game. It's, it's very challenging, but yeah, like creating systems and organizing yourself and, you know, specifically what you said about focusing on like priorities, like prioritizing and like the 80, 20 rule, all of that good stuff is really going to make things better for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I call them my IPAs or income producing activities. Yes. Mm-hmm. And those are only the things that I need to be doing. And of course, like I didn't learn this overnight. It took me a long time to figure mm-hmm. this out, but yeah. I mean, that's what I help my clients do is to help them speed up the process. So they don't have to go through all the crap that I went through over the years. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's not easy. And to your point, it is different for everybody and everybody has their own unique experience, their own unique life, their own unique business. So yeah, just take it with a grain of salt and take it one day at a time. I love that. Yeah. So, um, what have we not talked about that you would like to bring up before we wrap it up? Oh my goodness. That's a good question. And I don't know off the top of my head right now. Um, or what would be a, a tip that you could give someone who maybe is thinking about, um, starting their own business. Um, what do you think would be kind of like the, the best tip you could give someone? Yeah, no, that's also a very good question. And my biggest tip would be to try not to get overwhelmed because like I said before, it's, it's very overwhelming when you decide that you want to start a business specifically in the online space, because you are constantly inundated with information from everybody and their mom telling you that they need, that you need their thing that they're trying to sell you. Mm -hmm. So if you are at the point where you're thinking about joining or starting your business, Mm -hmm. then I would say, focus on what you're good at. Like, what are you naturally good at right now that you can just start doing today? So maybe you're really great at, um, bookkeeping. You can start a bookkeeping business today. Maybe you're really great at organizing closets. People need help organizing their closets. I know a lot of people who need help with that. (laughs) Maybe you're obsessed with your label maker and you love to like go into pantries and like organize pantries, or maybe it's um, a digital organization where you like want to organize people's files. People need help with that or their emails, like whatever you're naturally gifted at, that's what you should be doing. And you can make money from it way more easily than trying to just follow the things that people are telling you to do in order to make money, because you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of, this is what you need to do in order to make a million dollars next year. This is what you need to do in order to make six figures in six weeks. But really, I guess to sum it all up, my big tip would just be to stay true to who you are and stay focused on what you're naturally gifted at. And you'll have no issue starting a business and growing it. Such a great tip. So I, I love this conversation and I, I would actually love to have you back if you would, um, yeah. you know, come back and talk about so many great things that you have going on. Um, but if someone wants to get a hold of you, um, contact you or just kind of stalk you on social media, how can they get a, How can they do that? Yeah. So the best place to stalk me on social and send me a DM is on <laughs> Instagram. My handle is the Blake collective or you can go to my website, theblakecollective.com. 
but I'm most active on Instagram by far. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. This was fun. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast on iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.